what an afternoon. Beautiful in central Indiana. What a show we have planned for you. We're going to talk about Frank Reich and Chris Ballard. People on the comments section, and I love the comments, and I answer as many as I can, usually all of them. People are saying Frank Reich and Chris Ballard should be fired. I'm going to give you the reason they will not be fired this year or after whatever happens this year, unless the train completely comes off the track. We're also going to play a little game of what if. What if Aaron Bailey had caught that pass from Jim Harbaugh in the 1995 AFC Championship game at Three Rivers Stadium? What would have happened? And it's not all good. We're also going to play what if the Colts had held on to Peyton Manning and swapped the number one overall pick in 2012 as the Rams did with the number two overall pick, sending RG3 to Washington in exchange for a bevy of draft picks. What could have happened? Really interesting. We're going to talk about James Harden. James Harden didn't do anything that was team-friendly. James Harden is going to get paid an additional $21 million to play basketball. That's not team-friendly. That's the old Fatbeard flimflam. That's what that is. Fatbeard flimflam. Say that six times fast. I did it excellently. Thank you very much. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about Kyler Murray and the deal that the Cardinals kind of had to do because what are you going to do if you don't do it? Right? $230 million, 160 mil guaranteed for a guy who's 8th, ninth, 10th best in the NFL at the quarterback position. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Thursday, July 21st, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. You got a plumbing problem, they got a plumbing solution. Give them a call. 765 610 Smash that subscribe button. And if you subscribe, hit the notification button because when we go live, you will be notified and you won't miss a thing. It's beautiful. Hit the like button. Want 215 likes this afternoon. Can we do it? Can we do it, people? I think that we can. And if you want to donate, donate. I always appreciate that. It's very nice. It's wonderful validation. And if you want to include a question with your donation, I will answer it immediately. We get the notification. It goes ding. We like that very much. All right, let's talk about Chris Ballard and Frank Reich and why they're not going to be fired. And that reason is hope. Hope exists for this team. And this is what we know about Jim Ursay. Look, when Jim Mora was fired, the bloom was off the rose. They went 6-10 and 10 in 2001, and he didn't feel like anything good was going to happen with Jim, or, Jim Mora still being there, although he got fired because he refused to fire Vic Fangio as a defensive coordinator. So uh, extenuating circumstances a little bit, but coming off that 6-10 and 10 thing, I talked to Jim Mora at Belvita up here at uh, when it was at uh, Brooks School and Fall Creek. And he was having dinner, and I saw his daughter go to the restroom, and so I came over and said, hey, Jim, great job this year. And this was, uh, like, right before Christmas, and he knew what was going on. He goes, great job this year. I don't think so this year. I said, no, I'm telling you, great things are going to happen to this franchise, and it's because of the lessons you have instilled in these guys this year that they are going to bounce back and achieve greatness. i got to admit, I'd had a couple of cocktails and and that level of, uh, I don't think, 
Jim Moore appreciated it. You know, some wingnut coming up to him at dinner and talking about how, you know, he may be fired, but by God, that franchise is going to benefit from the long line of lessons that he has instilled in his, in his roster. I, I was right. What are you going to do? What, am I going to apologize for being right? I don't think so. At any rate, Dungey, he retires. Caldwell's fired. He, he understood that. I mean, God almighty, what happened in 2011 was terrible. And, and then you've got Pagano. Pagano gets fired, and you knew it was coming. And you knew it had to come. That late-night media availability on that Sunday night back in, what was that, at the end of the 2015 season, when Jim say kind of came out triumphantly with Ryan Grigson and Chuck Pagano, like, people in the media were not altogether that bright. But we were like, what the hell is going on here? What are, the, what are these people doing? Do we not understand what's going on with this franchise? Do we not understand that Ryan Grigson is the wrong guy to be the general manager and Chuck Pagano is the wrong guy to be the coach? Why are we going to kick this can down the road for another year or two? Signs him to an extension. I should be in a, you know what, an advisor or something. I could save Jim Irsay so much money. At any rate, Grigson the next year gets fired. And you know that at that point, it's Pagano's job, and if the 2017 Colts don't do great things, ta-ta, because hope was lost. That's the point. When hope goes, the coach has got to go. Until hope is gone, what you do to try to change things and kind of put lipstick on the pig is fire a coordinator. If I were Marcus Bailey, I'd be a little bit worried that if the Colts don't achieve to the level of expectations, he could go and Reich could be asked to bring in an offensive coordinator who's going to go ahead and call plays. I don't think that that's going to wind up happening, but that's the next shoe to drop. And Chris Ballard has built, and look, I am willing to be as critical as anybody of general managers of any franchise. Ask me about Jed Hoyer with the Cubs. Ask me about Ryan Pace when he was with the Bears. Ask me about Bill Tobin when he was with the Colts. But the point is, that Chris Ballard has built a really good organization here, a terrific front office, a great group of scouts, and, and those other guys, you know, between the GM and the scout tier, they're wonderful at what they do. Morocco Brown's terrific. They've got really, really good guys doing unique things with the Colts, and it just hadn't paid off yet because of the revolving door at quarterback. That is no reason to fire Chris Ballard. Yes, Chris Ballard in odd number of years, has tough drafts. We're going to see about 21 still. Pay, Dio Odangbo, those guys might wind up paying off. If they don't, that's yet another odd year swing and a miss. Even years, though, really, really good. I look at what they got in 2018. That was a historically good draft. One of the best eight, probably, in the last 20 years. Then you look at 20. You get Michael Pittman Jr., and Jonathan Taylor, who you trade up for in the second round, that's a really nice haul. And if this draft without your minus a first rounder because of the Wentz deal, which is not going to, that's not going to age well, that, that deal for Carson Wentz. Not going to age well for Chris Ballard. That's a big swing and a miss. However, Alec Pierce, Jelani Woods, Bernard Ryman, those three guys might wind up being starters at wide receiver two, uh, tight end, and left tackle. And if that comes, and don't forget Nick Cross, who sometimes I call Alex Cross. 
for a variety of reasons, none of which are important to share at this time. But if you get four starters from 53 through 96, you did a hell of a lot of good work in executing the draft. Now, what I want to do also about the Colts, I want to play a little game of what if. What if in 19, January of 1996 in the AFC Championship game, Jim Harbaugh, Captain Comeback, flings the Hail Mary, and the ball lands on Aaron Bailey's chest, and he secures it. What happens? First of all, I'll tell you what happens. Colts go to the Super Bowl, where I think they would have beaten the Cowboys. That notwithstanding, what would have happened in the following draft is instead of drafting 19th, they draft 29th. There were 30 teams in the NFL at that point. Colts would have drafted 29th. Uh, at least. If they win the Super Bowl, they're 30th. If they lose it, they're 29th. At best, they draft 29th. They drafted 19th and they got Marvin Harrison. Hall of Famer. All right. If they had drafted 29th or 30th, who was on the board? Amani Toomer, uh, Moussin Muhammad, and ooh, Terrell Owens. Ay, ay, ay. Although he went in the third round. Terrell Owens did. So you're not going to take him at 29th or 30. You passed up a chance to go get him in the second round. Interesting stuff. That that would have recalibrated everything for this franchise. And instead of having Marvin Harrison at wide receiver, assuming that the Colts would have drafted at wide receiver, they would have taken Amani Toomer or Moosin Muhammad. Amani Toomer was taken 34th. Moussin Muhammad, 43rd, and Terrell Owens, like I said, 89th. What if the Colts keep Peyton Manning and they take the number one overall pick in 2012 and they spin it into other picks? Just, we know what the floor of that deal was, and that's what the Rams got for dealing RG3 or the draft rights to RG3 to Washington. What they got was the sixth overall pick, the 39th overall pick in 2012, the uh, first round pick in 13, first round pick in 14, the first round pick in 13 wound up being the 22nd overall pick, and in 14 it wound up being the second overall pick. At 6, in 12, the Colts could have taken Fletcher Cox. How enormous would that have been? I love Fletcher Cox. I'm not a great Eagles guy, but man, Fletcher Cox, from the minute I talked to him at the NFL Scouting Combine in 2012, I just fell in love with the dude. Uh, a high school sprinter with that body, all that tonnage and athleticism, he has been outstanding for the Eagles and a great dude to boot. Then you've got uh, 39 in the same draft, 39th overall pick. He could have taken Bobby Wagner. So Fletcher Cox, Bobby Wagner coming in the same draft, then... The following year, you've got the 22nd overall pick. You know who you could have taken? DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> oh, it makes me weep knowing that these people could have been Colts with Peyton Manning as the quarterback for those four years. And if and that's if the draft fell exactly right for the Colts. You know what I mean? Like, who, who gets this lucky? And then with the number two overall pick... In, in 2014, could have taken Khalil Mack or Aaron Donald. Can you imagine a defensive line with Fletcher Cox and Aaron Donald and, and or Khalil Mack and then Bobby Wagner 
at middle linebacker and DeAndre Hopkins at wide receiver on the other side of Reggie Wayne. Tell me that you don't win multiple Super Bowls with that group and Peyton Manning at quarterback. My God. The Broncos, they went to two with Manning from 12 through 15. They won one of them. I think the Colts could have swept them. You got to get everything exactly right, but we're playing what if. That's the game. Whew. You talk about meaningful banners being hung at Lucas Oil Stadium, baby. They might suck right now, right, the Colts, because all the... No, Bobby Wagner's still playing. Aaron Donald is still the best defensive player in football. Fletcher Cox is still playing. DeAndre Hopkins is still playing. They'd be great. What the hell am I talking about? All right, what, what am I talking about? I'm trying right now. No, nobody's in trouble. Neither of them are in trouble. What are you talking about? Uh, James Harden has gone from a one-year deal, $47.4 million for the 22-23 season. He, he exercised his player option. He took himself out of that deal. Gets signed to a two-year deal worth $68.6 million. And what national media is saying is this is a great deal for the 76ers. This is James Harden. You know what? Hitching up his pants and and wearing his, his 76ers blazer and representing the franchise in a way that's going to allow them to be a better team. No! He just got a raise of $21.2 million. That's what he did. He just got $21.2 million, and it's being dressed as he's a great guy. What? How is that? What kind of logic is that? What are they smoking in Bristol, baby? Makes no sense to me whatsoever. And the dude negotiated another player option so he could opt out next year and put himself in line for another year at more than $30 million in 24-25. This is insane. This is the old smiling beard flim-flam from way back. Grifters, grifters all know about the smiling beard flim-flam. <laughs> that sounds dirty. Anyway, my goodness, right? ESPN, come on and, you know what, help people see the truth here. This isn't a guy being a good guy. This is a guy running away with an extra 21.2 really large. All right, Kyler Murray, $230 million over five years, $160 million guaranteed. Where would you rank Murray in terms of NFL quarterbacks? Right now, you know what, you'd have to rank him inside the top 10, but not by much. Here's the truth about Kyler Murray, though. Five wins, eight wins, 11 wins in his first three seasons. His passer rating has increased by seven each season from 87 to 94 to 101. His yards per attempt, 6.9, 7.1, 7.9. Interceptions, 12, 12, 10. He missed two games in 21. This is, a, is he worth it? Is anybody? If Deshaun Watson is worth that kind of jack. He's not. And if he is, what's Lamar Jackson worth? Maybe the Colts are just really, really lucky. Maybe they've figured it out. We're going to pay quarterbacks like 18 to $25 million. And they're not going to kill us against the salary cap. And we're going to go, you know, do the best we can. But going out and getting a flawed quarterback just inside the top 10 to come in here for like $46 million a year or whatever, that's cuckooville, man. That's nuts. Breakfast with Kent tomorrow. I cannot wait to talk to you then. Buy the book, Oops, 
you go to uh, like audio.com or whatever, and, and there's the audio book, Audible, actually. Buy the book at Amazon.com, wonderful book, 37 individual and oddly hilarious mistakes I've made and learned from. What are you going to do? Don't forget to donate. Thank you very much, and hit that notification button. You don't want to miss an episode. You miss one, you miss them all. That's the way it works. That's James Harden-style math in terms of social media and the digital space. 